Hey, Joel. What up? Would you say that companies find it hard to attract the right candidates to apply for their jobs? Well, jobs to careers thought so. <laughs> jobs to careers? You mean Talru? Talru? Yeah, Talru. T A L R O O. What is that? Like a cross between talent and a kangaroo? <laughs> no, it's the cross between talent and recruiting. But Talru is focused on predicting, optimizing, and delivering talent directly to your email or ATS. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's totally data-driven talent attraction, which means the Talru platform enables recruiters to reach the right talent at the right time and at the right price. Okay. So that was weirdly intuitive. But yes. Guess what the best part is? <laughs> let me uh, let me take a shot here. You only pay for the candidates Talru delivers. Holy shit. Okay, so you've heard this before. So if you're out there listening in podcast land and you are attracting the wrong candidates, and we know you are, mm-hmm. or you feel like you're in a recruiting hamster wheel and there's just nowhere to go, right? You can go to talru.com slash attract. Again, that's talru.com slash attract and learn how Talru can get you better candidates for less cash. Or just go to chadcheese.com and click on the Talru logo. I'm all about the simple. You are a simple man. Yes, my precious. Yes, the most precious candidates. My wants so sweet precious. Yes. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Yeah. Here it is. It's been too long since we've had our firing squad. Hey, everybody. Damn. This is Cheese and that guy, whatever, is Chad. Yeah. Uh, our special guest today, special startup today is Zor.ai. Zor. We'll get to the yeah. name in a second. Uh, but representing Zor is their CEO and founder, Aida Fazalova. Aida, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Love, love that you're here. Uh, give our audience a quick elevator pitch on you, and then we'll get to the rules and then get to your company. Yeah, sure. So my name is Aida. I'm founder of Zor. Prior to founding Zor, I've been working in IT recruitment for six years, and the company was born out of my personal pain. <laughs> so yeah, good. that's good. What frustrated me as working as a recruiter that was that 60% of my working hours I've been spending doing routine and repeated tasks like pre-screening the resumes, scheduling the interviews. So this is why I found our co-founder two years ago, and we founded this company. Right. Cool. Well, and Aida is Russian, if you couldn't tell from the uh, the accent, but yeah, lived yeah. in but lives in Austin, Texas, which I think is very cool. Yeah, our first Russian, our first <laughs> Russian. Yes, we're very international <laughs> on the firing squad. Um, Chad, read her the rules, and we'll get to Zor. Okay, okay, Aida, you will have two minutes to pitch Zor.ai. At the end of two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you up with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers aren't concise enough, Joel's either going to hit you with the bell or crickets, which means you need to tighten up your game. Uh, quit being so long. In move the, it on. Yeah, keep it moving on. Uh, at the end of Q&A, you're going to receive one of three. Big applause. Oh, you mm-hmm. go with that one first. Yep. It's the last one on the soundboard. <laughs> 
<laughs> which means you've exceeded expectations and uh, you're kicking ass, taking names, or we believe you're going to. Uh, a, uh. a golf clap. You're on your way, but you do have a lot of work to do. Or last but not least, the firing squad. No! Which means it's probably time to pack your shit up and go home. <laughs> so uh, that's the firing squad. It's time to carve up your jack-o'-lantern and show it to the judges. Okay, Joel, Ooh, are you ready to... Halloween s- reference. Yeah, I like, like that. that. You ready to start that pitch timer? Yeah, I think Aida's still here. Okay, Aida, you've got two minutes starting... Yeah. So Azure will help employers to accelerate and streamline their recruiting efforts using chatbots and AI. So we automate the initial candidate engagement, pre-screening, scheduling, answering to frequently asked questions, and work with cold candidate database from your ATS. So uh, the after implementation, our customers experience three main things. First one is decreasing the time to hire by third, decreasing in cost per hire by half, and significant improvement in candidate experience and increasing in the conversion rate from visit to apply by 85%. So we've been on the market for two years now. Uh, so far, we've processed over 2 million candidates. Right now, we work with 121 for corporate customers in 15 countries, both direct employees and staffing agencies. We are at $1.6 million ARR right now. And yeah. That's about it. Also, mean the thing about Zor is we recently made the survey for randomly picked candidates, asking them how did you like the experience with the chatbot. Ninety-three point three percent of them said it was excellent experience. Six percent said it was good, and less than one percent didn't like it. So the company is headquartered in Austin, Texas. We keep the development team in Moldova. It's in Eastern Europe. I'm originally Russian, as you said. As you said. So yeah. Main differentiators in the market of Zor from everybody else is first one is we support 103 languages while everybody else supports, you know, a couple of them for the most part. Second one is we have the richest feature set that lets us cover the most routine repetitive tasks from the moment the candidate is curious up till the moment of the job offer. And third one is we are the most enterprise ready. That means GDPR compliance, technical compliance, and really deep domain expertise that lets us do the very smooth uh, change management within the customers. So, so far, very high customer satisfaction. We have zero churn rates for two years. So, yeah, that's about it, I think. Yeah. And your time is up. For those who want to find out more about Zor, where would they go? It's uh, Zor.ai. XOR.ai. So right out of the gate, the name. So yeah. where did the name come from? So the name stands for Extraordinary Optimized Recruitment. And we do know that all, you know, most of the people call their chatbots with a female. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Say that again. Uh, it's called, uh, it stands for Extraordinary Optimized Recruitment. Extraordinary Recruitment. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so it okay. has nothing because you're a mathematician, right? Absolutely. And yes. it has nothing to do with an XR, XOR gate at all. It does. It actually started as, you know, a binary operator. And then we found a, you know, a way to kind of decipher it for the recruitment purposes. <laughs> ah, ah, so you started with the whole mathematician side of the house, the XOR gate piece, and then you went mainstream and sold your people out, sold your mathematician people out. <laughs> uh, I have to give you a big applause for that one. Good one. Good one. <laughs> Now, logistically, though, isn't isn't Zora difficult time for your sales folks? Like, 
I can't imagine calling up a HR a HR professional and saying, "Hi, I'm Johnny with Zor." I mean, how does how do they get around that? Like, how do you spell that? Like, is that an issue right now with the company? Not an issue at all. Absolutely not. Okay. Have you guys gotten uh, funding at this point? So the company, uh, so we started from Eastern Europe. You know, we, we, you know what situation with VCs right now is there. So the company has been profitable from the day one. Uh-huh. We've been bootstrapping for a while with my co-founder. Then we started to make money and then we started to hire people. But we got the angel investment from two Austin-based angels of $350,000 in the beginning of this year. And one of them actually joined us as a COO. He's a person who um, exited his previous company for $1.2 billion to Emerson. Mm-hmm. His name is okay. Dave Perry. So-, so he's based in Austin. Yes, he is our COO right now. So I just want to get this straight real quick because your your pitch was a little bit quick for me. So you you're, you you make your $6 million a year in profitability or revenue? We are uh, in 1.6. 1.6. Uh, it's ARR. Okay. Yeah, regarding revenue. So the yep. only money you've taken is 350000 That's correct. And you have how many employees? 25. 25. You have 121 customers. Yes. And you've been around for two years. Yeah, we started the company a little bit more than two years ago. We've been in the market for okay. uh, 18 months, 18 to 19 months. I like everything you just said there, by the way. Okay, Chad, you're up. A little bit more background. So you started in IT recruitment and you said that there are three things that you wanted to be able to change that you had pain around. What were those three things again? Absolutely. So as a recruiter, I've been spending, as I said, 60 to 50% of my working hours doing three things. Mm -hmm. First one is uh, pre-screening the resumes. Second one is scheduling and rescheduling the interviews, which killed me. Everybody has to do this. Yeah. The third one is answering mm-hmm. the same questions over and over again. Like, you know, will you provide me with a visa support? Uh, can I bring my cat to office? And so on and so forth. So I had to, you know, find a way to automate that without losing this human kind of touch for the candidates. <laughs> can I bring my cat to work? I, I like okay, I like it. I bring, I bring mine to work. Yeah, we know. Even though people do know for sure that it's not a human at the other end of the you know thing, it's a chatbot. They're getting so engaged. They always kind of ask all types of personal questions like, "Are you a robot? Mm-hmm. Do you have a girlfriend? You know, what's the weather in London?" and so on and so forth. So it's really really hilarious. So that's why we added the small talk functionality with the chatbot, and now it can handle all those questions. Yes, oh, that's pretty cool. That's hilarious. So where did where did everything actually start? Where was your first customer? Where location wise? And what was the customer's name? Talk talk to us about that story. Absolutely. So our first customer was the largest retailer in uh, Eastern Europe. It's called X5 Retails. X5 Retail, they have uh, three uh, retail grocery chain stores, uh, chains uh, back in Eastern Europe. So all together, they have 200,000 employees mm-hmm. and they used Zor in order to stay in touch with their candidates after hours, you know, uh, during the weekends, during the holidays. And now they're hiring 160,000 people per year with a huge turnover. And they're using Zor for that. 
So yeah, there still are customers that they're still very happy. Aida, you service 103 languages, you said. I think that's amazing. How did you do that? And you said most of your competition just covers a couple languages. Uh, get a little more specific about some of your competitors and how they fall short of sort of servicing so many languages. Yes. So my, uh, actually my technical co-founder, pretty impressive guy. So he's been like in software development for 16 years, managing all types of, comp- uh, you know, uh, teams. So he won the national wide competition in AI and chatbots back in Russia two years ago. That's when I found him. And uh, so the way we did it is we don't use this, you know, Microsoft Louis or, you know, IBM Watson. We built our own proprietary uh, chatbot engine that actually works in two main languages, which is Russian and English. And then, you know, above that, we use the little tweaks and tricks and know-how with the use of uh, Google Translate. Gotcha. She just said Watson sucks. I love it. Competitively, who would be who would be in second place with uh, the second most languages? Two main languages that mostly used are English and Russian right now. Correct. And uh, Spanish as well. And now we're gaining actually traction in the Brazil as well. So yeah, we're doing this very big partnership with Brazil. But you know your competition. You know Maya, Olivia, Alio, etc. What kind of language penetration do they have outside of English? So I believe all of them cover English for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not aware of any other languages. I do know about some of the competitors that also cover, uh, for example, Dutch or uh, German. Mm-hmm. But none of the rest. Okay. So what what messaging platforms do you actually connect into? I mean, you know, what if I'm on a mobile phone, I'm in an Uber, I'm actually going through the process of applying, and I've arrived at my destination, I close the browser, what happens next? Have you lost me? Does it go to my, do, did I choose to use uh, Facebook Messenger? Is it text? Tell me. Tell me how you don't lose those types of individuals. So first of all, we do use our web uh, app, of course, that works on any browser on any device. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one. And we also connect uh, all the data about the candidates, you know, from the moment they apply, in order to re-engage with them, in order to confirm the meeting, in order to give them the opportunity to reschedule. So we're using pretty much emailing, texting, Facebook Messenger, Telegram Messenger, Viber, Skype. Now we're adding WhatsApp because they just released the chatbot API finally. So yeah, but main ones are web application and uh, we, com- you know combined with the texting. So yeah. You say that you uh, in your your promo video that you integrate with every ATS and every digital calendar system. Certainly not everyone, right? Talk about that. Yeah, sure. So we're integrated with most popular calendar systems, obviously, because scheduling is everybody's pain point right now. So it's Gmail, uh, Google Calendar, Outlook, Microsoft 365. And as for the ATS, we're currently integrated with 12 of them. So, and we build the integration as we go. So that means as we acquire a new customer, if they need a special integration, we do that. So there are like, you know, all the mainstream ones. And also we are integrated with a whole bunch of homegrown ETSs that our customers are using, obviously. So as for the mainstream ones, as uh, Taleo, Smart Recruiters, iSames, Greenhouse, Lever, and uh, a couple of others, uh, Tempworks, uh, Jazz HR, and yeah, I need to kind of recall them, but 12 of them all together. So as we take a look at 
I mean, really the globe, there are plenty of places for you to attack and really gain amazing penetration. So uh, like in in Russia, in in Europe, so on and so forth. Right. So uh, apparently you guys are really going to focus on the U.S. market. Why move to the U.S. market uh, so quickly without just going ahead and owning Europe and Russia and Asia, et cetera? Middle East. Yeah. For the comparison, I just uh, let me tell you that uh, U.S. market for HR technology is 300 times as big (laughs) as in Russia, for example. So it's the biggest market and that was not the obvious uh, step for us to go. And also in the U.S., a couple of industries, five industries, they do experience like a very high labor shortage right now, Mm -hmm. labor crisis, I even say. Industries such as uh, construction, which is booming, and they cannot uh, hire people fast enough, healthcare, retail, restaurants, and hotels. So yeah, this is why we're focused on the yes because the unemployment rate is so low, they need to do something about it. Gotcha. So there's just the opportunity. I mean, obviously the 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 dollar amount is that that's a nice that's a nice uh, little draw, but uh, also the opportunity because it is so hard, especially right now in in the U.S. to recruit. So that being said, high volume recruiting is something where you guys uh, have focused. How do you serve? Because I mean that's that's a big change going from high volume to a corporate, more of like a white collar professional type of uh, of a platform. How do you serve both sides and do it? well yeah absolutely so we started with high volume recruitment because there we saw the you know the immediate results for the customers obviously <clears throat> so the way that, but when we started to penetrate the american market we actually even shifted a little bit more into being the industry agnostic system because we're currently working with the technology companies with staffing agencies that are hiring white color types of jobs you know types of people so it doesn't really matter and we automate the same things for them asking the filtering questions you know we pre-screen them then we schedule them answer their questions the only difference is is that maybe in the faq part of the chatbots for example as a you know if we're talking about the white collar mm-hmm. types of jobs we are mostly focused on you know what's my career development the visa support you know internship program so on and so forth whereas for the blue collar it's a little bit more straightforward because like what well, my salary will be, will I have to wear uniform and just, you know, will I get the corporate car and so on and so forth. So, yeah. I want to ask you about um, onboarding. Um, you mentioned in, in your promotional material that when someone becomes a customer, one of your quote unquote AI team onboarding members mm-hmm. uh, will call them and go through questions, et cetera, which to me, one of the big issues with uh, chatbots is one of scale. Um, you know, they all have to have a human involved to build the Q&A and, and ha- handhold for a little bit. Do you ever see your company getting to a point where there aren't a, a, there's not a, a human onboarding team involved, that it can be turnkey or just some basic questions that a, that a company needs to fill out or answer? Absolutely. So we are actually working right now. So we first of all, we do have a huge uh, database of library of templates, right, that we use. Mm-hmm. And we also edit them in order to launch them as fast as we can. Our customer success managers do that. But right now we're serving, you know, enterprise customers and staffing agencies with a high volume of uh, types of jobs. But we do think that our solution is something that every company with over 50 people could have, you know, benefit from. Mm-hmm. So for those types of people, we're definitely will build, uh, you know, the kind of we're actually right now working on a system that will turn the job description, the requirement parts into the chatbot right away 
for those you know smaller companies that will be do, able to do the onboarding themselves. But right now, how it works is our technical team and our customer success team are working together. So customer success team is working closely with the talent acquisition team of the uh, customer in order to build out the chatbots, in order to set up the initial knowledge base of the chatbots, in order to uh, build out the filtered questions for every types of position. And the technical team is taking care of the integration with ATS and calendar system. How are you actually attacking the market? Because attacking the high volume market is entirely different than attacking right. the, the the blue collar kind of more corporate type of market. So how are you attacking the market from uh, an education and a sales standpoint? Mm-hmm. So as for the sales, uh, it's a pretty straightforward. It's a B2B sales process. The prospecting emails, qualifications, demos, proposals, you know, the the usual thing. So as for the education of the market, we Direct to Fortune 500 companies right out of the gate, or are you using partners to be able to, to facilitate that process? We do both, but we do see for sure that, you know, more, most reliable way source of leads for us is uh, prospecting and the cold, cold emailing, if you can say so. But the partners is another way of, you know, for example, the partnerships with a couple of ATSs that we're currently working with. With, yeah, so this is a very interesting right. for us, but you cannot really scale it up. And it takes a little bit lo- longer. Yeah. AI has been under fire in recruitment lately. You've probably read the story about Amazon oh, yeah. building their own AI component and that, that bias was sort of starting to build into the uh, the, the platform or the, the application. And in your materials, you talk about mm-hmm. uh, your own AI and the more that it's being used, it learns and it starts... Um, recommending who might be good candidates for for jobs. So talk about that solution that you guys have and how you keep bias out of uh, your solution, whereas an Amazon failed. Um, actually, as for the Amazon, let me add the little comment. You can. Uh, so I, I do, do not believe they actually launched it and somebody was discriminated. Although, and I also cannot believe that they couldn't exclude the feature of the you know gender out of the equation. That's very interesting for me. But at the same time, so the predictive analytics of the chatbots is another very big component where. For you know, for usage of which you do have to have very uh, big data set, right? So we're currently what we are doing right now is we uh, built out the predictive analytic that will let you, based on the number of like metadata that you gather about the candidate from the moment they apply, and based on historic data, of, you know what kind of uh, types of candidates were successful in the company in two ways: were they ever promoted, and how long did they stick with the company? We'll predict not only the level of engagement of the candidate and like the score based on the hard skills and you know how many years of experience in education so on and so forth but also how likely will the candidate churn out within three months or how likely will the candidate be ever promoted or stay with the company for longer than a year so this one aspect of the predictive analytics and second one is uh, how fast do you need to move with this candidate in order not to lose him to the competitor if that makes sense. That's that's also extremely important for us. Certainly does. So uh, let me ask this just again, just from a clarification standpoint, you are looking to do transactional type of business with employers who are like under 50, 50 employees. And then you're also looking to try to go after top-notch Fortune 500 companies at the same time. Is that what you're doing today? Or is that what you're really your, your long-term focus is? It's our long-term fo- to- focus because right now okay. our main focus is enterprises and staffing agencies. 
So yeah. Gotcha. So we'll go back to the partner strategy kind of conversation. So we've seen Paradox and Olivia uh, do some some pretty smart partnerships, like one with uh, Smashfly, where they have Emerson all automatically embedded into a platform mm-hmm. that is already serving hundreds, hell, who knows, even maybe thousands of employers currently. So that was a just add water kind of scenario. What are you doing? beyond the applicant tracking system side of the house uh, to be able to create those types of partnerships to really drive adoption. Right. So in order to drive the adoption, first of all, we do the partnership with the ATS, which is the most obvious way because the chatbot is a thing that stands between the uh, dual boards or whatever the job distribution channels are and ATS mm-hmm. and also make this engagement with the candidates. Right. So, right. Um, and you also uh, mentioned Olivia and Paradox, which I think is a, is a same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But they've partnered with Smashfly. That's what that was my point. They partnered with yep. Smashfly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. We don't do any of those types of partnerships. If that makes sense right now. Okay. So that might be a good idea. Okay, well, and I mean, so right out of the gate. The applicant tracking systems really haven't given a shit about candidate experience (laughs) at all. So having the opportunity to embed the chatbot into an ATS, that's all well and good. But why wouldn't you focus on trying to embed into an actual candidate experience platform? That's what they're there for. Yes, uh, that's right. But... mm that's a good uh, point, actually. But we do not really believe in the partnership between the, I don't know, when we're in an early stage startup, you know, kind of not early stage anymore. But sure. at the same time, we do know that the main focus should be at the customer acquisition currently, you know, to, you know, kind of do the partnership on the same terms. If that makes sense. Gotcha. That will be beneficial for both of, you know, from the commercial standpoint and from the yeah, so that we will not be so dependent on the partner of that in that point. I want to ask about um, IKEA. It looks like you guys have done some work with them, and and what I found interesting was uh, you did some sort of a kiosk uh, program with yeah. with IKEA, yeah. and we think so much as chatbots as, as either a desktop. Uh, application or something on your mobile phone. But I think kiosk is pretty interesting. Tell us about what you did with IKEA. Absolutely. So with IKEA, we do the kiosks. Uh, it's in every IKEA. There are a couple of, you can say that it's a iPads, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, any person could just go up there and just apply for a job. Uh, pick a job that suits uh, to this particular person the best, find the location that's closest to their home address, and then apply for a job, you know, go through the pre-screening and be scheduled for an interview right away. So that's the the idea for that. But what we also do in terms of, you know, the it's kind of an offline chatbot, if you can say so. It's not an online, so, it's, you know, you go by hands, you go by feet and then you fill it out. We, we also do, with a couple of customers in retail, we also uh, made experience with the scanning of QR codes, which are not that huge in the U.S., anymore, but they are pretty still in use in Europe. So you can just scan a QR code and get to talk to the chatbot right away from your mobile phone. For example, for, you know, uh, student uh, job fair, something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So uh, as we're sort of winding down here, tell me about pricing. And I want to know about your your ultimate goal for the company. Um, you've taken very little in money, so you have some flexibility. Yeah. Um, do you want to grow the company and just and have it for you know, five, 10 years? Do you want to flip it here in the next one or two? What's the ultimate goal and, and what what's the pricing of the product? Absolutely. So the pricing, it's a SaaS. It's annual subscription, which depends on two factors. Uh, first one is how many applicants the company is processing per annual basis. And second one is what are the feature set? What are the business processes they actually want to automate? For example, whether or not they want just basic scheduling for the first step of the interview process, as opposed to the complex scheduling, whether, you know, all the hiring managers, panel and interviews, sequence interviews, and so on and so forth. And also whether or not they will need the video interviewing functionality, uh, the widget on our website. And yeah, so it can range anywhere from $30,000 to $600,000 in the US alone. So that's the pricing. An ultimate goal. So we are actually, uh, we're committed to the company for at least next five to seven years, all the team is, and uh, we will do, you know, what's best in the interest of the shareholders, you can say so. So uh, it might be an acquisition, it might be an IPO, uh, what in this time frame. So the ultimate the goal for the people is to build out the the ultimate tool to hire any person so that you could just tell to Zor, for example, I'm opening up a new restaurant uh, at this location in two months. Bring me all the stuff I need. In this particular day, you know, they will be all assessed. They will be all ready to go. I think that was our first IPO drop on the firing squad, Chad. <laughs> that was that was ballsy. I like that. You heard it here first. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so my last question, yes. going back to partnerships and driving revenues and vision. Okay. So what agencies have you closely affiliated yourself with and give us some kind of some success stories on how you've been able to work through agencies, advertising agencies, advertising agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, I mean, the TMPs of the world, the NASs, the KRTs, the shakers, those types of organizations. Hmm. I'm not really sure I got the question. Okay. So in recruitment in the US, yes. there in many cases, adoption yeah. is incredibly slow for talent acquisition because there's so much being thrown at them so fast, right? Yeah. They can't take it all in. So mm-hmm. what they do is they have advertising agencies like TMP Worldwide, like yeah. KRT, like NAS, like yeah. Shaker, right. Um, it's so many, right? Mm-hmm. So in most cases, they're a conduit yeah. for adoption. What are you doing? What formal programs do you have going on with them right now? And give us a little explanation of one that's really uh, working well for you. That's actually a great question. I am under NDA, but we are very currently, uh, you know, very deeply involved with uh, several of those types of companies right now. So what we do with all of them, it's it's an NDA kind of, you know, thing, but it's a, um, yeah, I cannot really tell much about it. Maybe we should move on. Yeah. All right, all right. We're at we're at our uh, we're at our threshold here. Um, Aida, thanks for uh, for putting up with the firing squad. Um, Chad and I are both going to give us or give you our rating, um, and then you will hopefully still be friends at the end of it, and uh, you can say goodbye. So I will get into sort of my rating um, at this point. I'll go first. Um, I love a lot of what I heard. I loved uh, 121 companies that are using it. I love you know so little amount that you've taken in money. Uh, low amount of um, employees. You have 25, but I'm sure most of them are, you know, contract over in Europe. 
you know, very low cost, uh, low overhead yeah. uh, folks you have sort of, you know, cranking out code on a probably 24 hour basis. Um, I love the uh, 100 plus languages. Uh, I mean, we don't have time to put that through the test. So I'll just have to assume that mm-hmm. all those languages are very, very uh, integrated. And, you know, somebody in China that's using it, it, it sounds really like you're talking to someone uh, that's Chinese and not someone that mm-hmm. just threw in a translator. Because um, we know translation is a tough game. And if you guys have figured it out, I think that's that's really, really solid. Um, satisfaction rating of, of chat bots doesn't surprise me. People hate the black hole. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, from an engagement perspective, it's it's great. So to me, chatbots are going to be this sort of must-have, you know, application for every ATS, everyone that's in this in this business serving uh, enterprise or or clients in that area. So for me, you guys are going to be a major acquisition target. And depend, you know, considering how little you've taken in money, you know, someone right to write you a check for a few, few, few million, million dollars uh, is not going to be a big deal. Um, and it's something that you're going to have to uh, deal with probably in your future as all these uh, chatbots get consolidated. So for me, I think what you've done is, is fantastic. You've been around a little longer than maybe some of the others. The language thing is huge. And I think you guys are going to be primed for an acquisition. So for me... In the firing squad, big applause. Congratulations. That's amazing. So my turn. Yep. I I have to say right out of the gate, totally, incredibly impressive. No question. Profitable on day one. 125 customers. I mean, the the ranging ability of the platform, not just in the U.S., uh, only $350,000 taken at this point when the, what, the miles of the world, I think have taken like 38 million or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, on, my has taken, my has taken a little bit more yeah, than that. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, taking like 1.6 million ARR, 25 employees, 93%. I just think all of that is just amazing. And it is an awesome story. Here's the thing, okay? The competition for the U.S. honeypot is much different than it is anywhere else in the world. And really, the the word of the day is partnership. That's all there is to it. If you're out there on your own and you don't have tightly integrated partnerships and you don't understand the uh, user experience platform I guess you could say landscape that's out there, like the smash flies of the world, the phenoms of the world. Um, that's going to be, I believe, one of your biz- biggest vehicles. Yeah, the ATS is awesome and it's great to have those names. But at the end of the day, the ATS really doesn't care about a user experience. Most of them, the big ones, they just don't. Um, that's why these other platforms have have uh, come out of pretty much nowhere. So partnership is key. I think you guys are on an amazing trajectory, but that one piece, that one partnership piece could really kill adoption if you don't win there because adoption is cash and it's retention and it's sustainability. So for me, I think you guys are doing an amazing job, but because of that one piece here in the US, it's going to be a golf clap. By the way, she's she's going to get a few phone calls from those folks after this show airs, by the way. Oh, yeah, she will. And you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, Aida, congratulations. How do you feel? I'm feeling good. Thank you so much. Good, good, good. All right. Again, uh, where can uh, our audience find out more about you? Any uh, any deals you can throw at them for uh, for the Chad Cheese Show? Yeah, sure. I We can give them a little discount. 
<laughs> just just mention Chad Cheese when you call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that and that website is it's xor.ai. Very good. Very good. Chad, we, we out. out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.